Broadcasting live to New York, Bloomberg 1140, to Washington, D.C., Bloomberg 991, to Boston, Bloomberg 1200, to San Francisco, Bloomberg 960, to the country, Sirius XM Channel 119, and around the globe, the Bloomberg Radio Plus app at Bloomberg.com. This is Bloomberg Surveillance. Good morning, I'm Karen Moscow, along with Tom Keen and Michael McKee. And the opening bell brought to you by SEI. Imagine when investment operations predictively respond to regulatory change. See how SEI's global operating platform can be your catalyst for business transformation at SEIC.com slash imagine. U.S. Uh, stocks are higher at the open. The S&P 500 is up two-tenths percent, or about four points now at 1992. Dow Jones Industrial Average up a tenth of a percent, or 20 points, to 17,019. And the Nasdaq up a quarter percent or 11 points to 46.85. Ten-year Treasury down 2.30 seconds. The yield 1.88 percent. Yield on the two-year 0.91 percent. NYMEX crude oil down 2.2 percent or 83 cents to 37.46 a barrel. COMEX gold is up four tenths percent or five dollars forty cents to 12.63 an ounce. The euro at a dollar 10.37 and the yen is at 113.73. Tom and Mike. Karen, thanks so much. Michael McKee, we're getting some interesting headlines. Draghi says ECB has averted disastrous deflation. We need stable, solid recovery to return to price stability. What else do you see? Uh, he's clearly defending the ECB's program yes. so far. Um, he says it's uh, what they have done today is the best answer to the question of whether central banks have any ammunition left. Yes. Of course, that just moves the question forward. Well, we've got two guests to provide answers to the question forward. Kitschuks will join us here in a bit. Right now, Christopher Wheeler has been such a, of a great help with us on the reality of financiers and bankers to work within this original territory. Uh, Christopher Wheeler, to, to have you play macroeconomist, will these historic actions today allow Deutsche Bank or Santander to loan out more money to provide investment and create jobs? Well, good morning or good afternoon from here. Um, I guess the answer to that is in theory, and that's what obviously Draghi is playing on. That is exactly what they ought to be doing, because clearly if you have the option of placing your money overnight with the ECB at negative interest rates, so actually getting out into the hands of the customers who are paying yeah. you obviously a much higher yield, you <laughs> want to be doing it. Um, the question is, you know, is the economy strong enough to support that? Or is the banking system strong enough to support that? We heard from Jeff Staley this morning. He's not focused on loans. He's focused on operations. Is there an appetite in Europe to do more banking business? Yeah, that's an interesting uh, quote from Jess Daly because clearly we've talked, Tom, before about the problems of, of trying to get the, the, the bank's platforms in order, banks like, obviously, Deutsche Bank that you talked earlier. But I guess if we look at the, 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 the banks that are really supplying, if you want, the economy um, in Europe, so, you know, the, the, the Italian, the regional banks and the, the Spanish banks, the German Sparkassen, um, the, you know, the French um, mutual banks, you know, for these, these guys, these are the guys who should be out there lending money. And, and while, you know, their systems aren't, pristine, I think I would say, you know, these guys have much simpler business models and therefore they're better positioned to get out there and lend that money. How far are the banks away from being uh, reasonably healthy? Uh, there's been a lot of concern or uh, commentary going into this that said whatever Draghi does gets uh, partially mopped up by the fact that banks need more capital in Europe. 
Well, I think it's a, it's a mixture, and and what we have is is some banks around the periphery, where you know, around uh, as I said the southern European countries, where we still have very very high levels of non-performing loans, and so that's a grave concern. Um, but on the other hand, we have, as I said, banks in those regions who are also pretty healthy who can get out there and lend. Um, you know, some of the bigger banks, the problem again is you know, not so much getting their capital and leverage in order because they've, they've done a lot of work in that, that area. The problem is, and again, we keep talking about this, is actually if you want sharpening up the operational side of their business while, they, while we're going through actually right. periods where you know, revenue generation is pretty dull, particularly around the capital market space. I have been here, Mike, for, what is it, 32 years, 37 years? Mike, you've been here for 54 years, is it, Something come like June? That. Yeah. Here's a headline <laughs> we've never seen. Draghi didn't really think or talk about helicopter money. I'm serious. That's the headline. Draghi didn't really think or talk about helicopter money. Every listener, Christopher Wheeler, knows that's an illogical idea. If you put a Sikorsky over any city capital in Europe and you dropped money from the helicopter, what would be the effect on your banking industry? Well, yeah, that's a, that's a very good point because what yeah, I'm just I'm trying to read some of the blogs that are coming through from the experts in fixed income, and I'm not not one of those. Maybe um, is the concern, of course, about you know when, what happens when the music stops? Because you know if this isn't enough, that's that's a major issue. The second thing is you're going to start thinking ahead to say how the heck do we unwind this situation and get back to some kind of normality? And uh, you know that's going to be a, a big big question, and, and it plays to your question about the Sikorsky. Yeah. Well, they have kick this can way, way down the road with four-year uh, TLTROs. Um, they're going to lend money to banks for four years to uh, make up for the negative interest rates. So uh, uh, we don't have no idea what's going to happen between now and then. Well, I, th- I think that's, that's, the, that's the, the, the point. He, he's, the one thing you can see in his speech is the fact that he's saying it's going to stay low for an awful lot longer. And I think that's the, one of the big factors here. Um, and as you say, they're kicking the, they're kicking the can down the road four years. And, uh, you know, it, 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 the worry is this is just going to drag on and on. And, you know, and, you know it's now you know, my, a long my, time since this crisis started. Chris, my textbook would say you see bank combination transactions you see is there a template in europe i mean i remember fortis bank in belgium and all that do you just assume there will be mergers or because of nationhood and culture that's impossible Look, um, I, that, that's a very good question, Tom. We, we, we kick that to and fro. I think at the top end, the big, big banks, that's not going to happen, just as in the United States. I see Mr. Kashkar has just called a, a conference on too big to fail yes. up in Minneapolis. This thing will go on and on on big banks. But if we go into the region layer, if we go into Italy, we go into Spain, um, to an extent Portugal, I think we absolutely will see combinations of banks to try and um, deal with these issues. But it's not going to happen amongst the big players. Banks getting a boost today in Europe. Deutsche Bank uh, in Europe up 2.7%. Sockgen 2.5%. Unicredit up 6 and 3 quarters percent. Who's uh, longer term going to be the, the, the biggest beneficiaries of what the ECB did today? 
Lucky. Well, I suppose it, it, it's it's a bit of a mixture, really. I mean, the the, the the argument is that on the one side, you know, the additional QE um, which he's putting on the table and this this this, this long dated um, lending facilities, then you're going to probably say the banks who've got the biggest element of net interest income on their balance sheet. In other words, the banks mostly exposed to the to, to the late. On the other hand, the, you know, the, the problem you have is you know, uh, again looking at how you know. Whether the, the the very big banks um, are going to benefit most, because obviously they perhaps have less net interest income, and they're going to benefit from having higher levels of fee income, which protects mm-hmm. them from you know the, the problem of negative interest rates. So it, it's really anybody's guess, but clearly you know, the, the, the uni credit move is telling you that the southern European banks are being favoured by the market on the basis that um, this four-year facility is going to be very beneficial to them. Thirty seconds. How have you amended your Deutsche Bank uh, view, Christopher Wheeler? <laughs> I don't think I've amended it at all. I think they have so much on the table at the moment in terms of restructuring the business that actually looking at the, fund, you know, the fundamentals of, of, if you want, the flows of lending and, and you know, doing business at the moment is probably secondary to seeing you know, the bank in a position where its, it's operational you know, platform okay. is totally repaired. Christopher Wheeler, thank you. Great update with Atlantic Equities and uh, moving us forward with a great set of guests this morning. We'll synthesize all this with Kit Jukes uh, here in a minute. If you're just joining us, we knew it would be interesting because we're a bunch of nerds, but it was extraordinary. There's just no other way to put it, Mike. Uh, the headlines uh, speak of it. The whipsaw within the market, weak euro, strong euro, now uh, euro strength, 110.58. Yields all over the place. Gold all over the place, up $5 now. 1262 the ounce. The Dow up 33 points. S&P up 4 points. The VIX, 18.13. Now let's check in with Michael Barr and get the latest world and national headlines. Michael. Mike, Tom, thank you very much. Tonight, it's the Republicans' turn to debate. The four remaining presidential candidates will debate in Miami. It comes as Ted Cruz is hoping former presidential candidate Jeb Bush will throw his support behind him. Last night, Democratic presidential candidates Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders clashed in their debate on Univision. While they disagreed on several issues, they agreed about Donald Trump. Trump was in the middle of the so-called Bertha movement, trying to delegitimize the president of the United States of America. I called him out when he was calling Mexicans rapists, when he was engaging in Rhetoric that I found deeply offensive. I said, basta. Thousands of people already have been evacuated as a second round of rain hits an already inundated northern Louisiana. Flooding in some places is up to the rooftops. Three people have drowned in Oklahoma, Texas, and Louisiana. Germany could have some valuable information on the Islamic State group. The country's federal criminal police say they have files containing personal information on militants and believe that information to be authentic. According to Britain Sky News, the stick contains about 22,000 files with telephone numbers and real names of the Islamic State fighters. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by our 2,400 journalists and more than 150 news bureaus from around the world. I'm Michael Barr. Mike Tom. Michael, thanks so much. You're getting the job 40. Kit Jusen asked to synthesize this historic day in monetary economics. Next, Bloomberg Surveillance. Bloomberg Surveillance is brought to you by SCNB. The bank for business is on the move. Are you looking for the right banking partner? Go to scnb.com to learn more. Now open in Long Island City. Get your business moving with SCNB.